recording. Are you sure? Yes. Because if we don't have a podcast, <laughs> we just Neymar it. is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> because it's I was nasty. counting on I was counting on him to record his shit because he always do podcasts with himself. Thiago. Messi. Oh. Oh. Hey guys, and welcome to the Barca Avengers podcast. This is our first podcast with a lot of Twitter names. <coughs> so, yeah, today we have Barca Knight, a.k.a. Kisovsky, and we have two admins from Barca stuff, the funny account. The funny what account. Up? Hi. Yeah, uh, let's start with the game. What's your thought about it against Bilbao? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a very difficult game, as usual, against Bilbao. And uh, I think that the introductions of of uh, Sandro and Neymar obviously made the difference. And uh, I think this season might be pretty big for Neymar. Um, am I next? You can just talk. <laughs> yeah, just well, um, <laughs> Bilbao. I think it was you know it was a difficult match. Yeah, I mean, but it was a home game, so I guess we should always be winning our home games and. Uh, I think we could have won by a lot more, you know. Munir should have had a lot more than just zero goals. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, very, very promising signs, you know, in the first couple matches. And I uh, hope to see some more. Yeah, as um, Izzy already said, um, it was a home game and we expected to win, of course, as uh, Barcelona fans. We always expect to win, no matter if it's uh, at home or away. Um, Munir missed a lot of uh, chances, which was in- unfortunate, but uh, I think he just uh, he showed us that he can actually work hard. Uh, he just works, uh, he just needs to work on his finishes, and uh, I think uh, it will be all good at the end, because uh, it's a good sign that he's working hard at least. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, a lot of other players were shining and just showing us uh, the how uh, how much of a difference they will make this season. And hopefully it only gets better from here. Uh, what's your thought? Uh, wait, what's your thought about <laughs> starting with Mascherano as a center defender this game? Yeah, I don't, I don't care about Mascherano. I have to say, Visca El Jeremy Matia. He's a beast. Yeah, he's awesome. I think he's one of the best signings, even though I think most of us hated on him at the beginning. But once they saw <laughs> him play, <laughs> no. yeah, he, he's he's awesome. He's fitting uh, the Barca profile. I think he's was, proving a lot of uh, pessimistic uh, Barcelona fans wrong, and I just I, I love it so much. I mean, I did kind of hate on it because I wish we signed him last summer. But, you know... 
I guess I guess they all uh, get their due. Anyways, Mascherano being a center back. I mean, he's obviously great, but you know what does it mean for Bartra? I mean, is he ever going to play? Or you know, it's it's a little worrying. I think Montoya and Bartra just haven't played enough, and it makes you wonder if they're good enough for our team. Yeah, that's all right. So I think especially Bartra, he's been showing in games that he's capable enough, but he has been playing under three different managers now, and I just he's not st- he's still not playing, and yeah. I think it's it, it must be a sign of something. I don't know what, but I think it's uh, too early to say actually. So um, I think Bartra will get eventually his chance by Enrique because I really do believe in him and Bartra. And I've he as you said earlier, he did show some uh, um, gains from last season. So I, I I feel like he will get his chance eventually. It's just we don't have to rush it right now. Uh, what's your thought about, let's say, the the game before Neymar came on? Well, it was like the stereotypical game against Athletic Bilbao. It's always difficult, and then <coughs> we just put a magical player in, and he just kind of he changed the game, and it, it's it's how it works in football. I think we did oh really well. I mean, again, we could have had a penalty. Munir had just a load of chances. He puts one of those away. It's a different game. Again, I think he'll get, get um, grow in confidence and he'll he'll score a lot more. But um, overall, I was really happy. I mean, even before the goals, I was just so happy about the way we're playing, the chances we created, and that's something we never saw under Tata, and uh, we are we're already seeing it now. So, so good signs. Uh, if I ask you, uh, what do you think about uh, playing Munir that much? He's playing really, really. Much for being like a Barca B player. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's it's brilliant that he's playing. He'll gain confidence. He'll gain experience. And I don't remember. I was reading on Twitter, and somebody was saying that I think it's down to the fact that Lucho is trying to implement the tactic of playing with two forwards and Messi as a number ten, and Munir is kind of the only number nine we have available as for now. So I think it's good to kind of practice the system with him. Yeah, um, I think, you know, him being too young isn't too big of a problem. If you're good enough, you know, if you're you're not too young, you know. And I think he's proved that he can play. You know, he works hard. You know, again, he needs experience, so he'll start finishing. We saw Alexis, how much he struggled with finishing, but his final season he, he did really well. His so confidence will come, goals will come, but he's getting in the right areas and he's working hard, and that's, that's the main thing right now. And I think I think Munir is. I've been watching him for a long time now, and he's not even a bad finisher. He's a great finisher. He almost <coughs> finishes all of his chances, but now he just hasn't managed. So I think it's not down to him really improving his finishing. It's just, he just has to get back to that level. Yeah, yeah, just co- more confidence. Yeah, That's, you know how strikers are confidence. Yeah. he's not a bad finisher. I know. Yeah, he's a very good finisher from Barca yeah. B, seen and Juvenile. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Uh, what's your thought, Fatima, on Pedro? <laughs> Pedro, well, <laughs> I could talk about him for hours and hours. It's just, it's so sad to see him like this really poor. And uh, I feel like I, he should have left Barcelona. He should have been the one that left instead of Alexis. But uh, nonetheless, it's just, it's hard to see him start 
and then just mess up and it's just it's hard especially when you know how good he can be as a player um yeah lol your thoughts huh? guys <clears throat> pedro i don't think he's good enough for us i mean quite simply i mean as a backup i think he's good actually in the way that he's he's a backup and he's happy with being a backup i think that's fine and that you know in that case you know it's just per- you know it's hard to have a player of his quality uh, happy with a bench role and um so in that you know he's fine being a bench player but you know you want quality players to be able to replace your you know your starter. So if we could have got Quadrado and replaced him with him, that would have been great. But I guess, you know, got to be happy with what we have for now. Yeah, Pedro is definitely finished. Uh, uh, I'm a huge Pedro fanboy, so <laughs> I disagree with everything you just said, but okay. <laughs> but let's put something out there. What if we got uh, Royce this summer? I know it was impossible, but what, what if we got Royce and we sold Pedro? Would Delefeu and would Munir and would Adama ever play for Barca? Adama would. And, and I think Munir too. I think, yeah. I don't know about Delefeu. I, I really like him. I think he's so talented, but I think he's wasting it. But yeah, I think Adama will find a way in the team just because of how hard he works. Whether he's going to be a right winger, left winger, or right back, he's going to play for Barcelona and um, Munir again. Yeah, he just he's going to he's going to get in the uh, team one way or another. If he's going to be like Pedro and be a backup, if he's going to be a starter, you know, I don't know, but they'll make him to the team. Delafail, I don't, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with his career now, but um, he's yeah. got to get his shit together at Sevilla. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Dolafeo is very, very young, so it's uh, easy to, it's very hard to say right now, but he needs to be a, a lot more mature with his, with his playing, and he needs to start to fit in into the team, because right now, he's not Barcelona material, he's, he, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's re- really, really ta- talented, but uh, he needs to get his shit together, as Izzy said. Yeah, and I think that yeah, people throw these statistics around that he has played only 17 minutes under Unai Emery, and he has been he didn't play really much at Everton. But I think is we have to look at the levels in which we suddenly threw him in. Like he was playing Spanish Segunda, and then suddenly we throw him into the Premier League, and it's kind of a <coughs> hard transition to do to move to England and play in a tough physical league, and then come back to Spain and play in an extreme technical league. In a great team, Sevilla is a great team, so it's not easy to get into that team either. Yeah, for sure. If we're talking about the, if we should talk about the goalkeeper situation, three games, zero goals conceded with Claudio Bravo. If I ask you this, how would you start the next game against Upwell, knowing that you have a very good goalkeeper, but the thing is he didn't get many shots on him. But who should, who would you start next game? 
I mean, <laughs> quite simply, he's a young guy. He's a guy that we're going to be looking for in the future. Apoel isn't that big of a team, so you have to give him a run in sooner or later. And I hey, think hey, Apoel, they came to quarterfinal, I think, against Real Madrid. So they're huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, no disrespect, you know, obviously, <laughs> any team, but we should be, we shouldn't have too many problems with that pool. If we do, then we know we get some serious though. And Apoel almost, almost lost to HJK, you remember? And we won HJK 6 0 in the friendly earlier, so. <laughs> problem for us, really. Yeah, it, shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be a problem, but, um. I think Hammett and Bartra and, and some of the youngsters should get some time again in this match. You know, it's the easiest match in our um, in our in our group. You know, so hopefully they do. And yeah. Uh, one thing though, um, let's ask like this: Barca stuff, guys. Who would you start? Ooh, I, I'll let the Ismail answer this one. What happened? Who would you let start this next game? Um, thing. Not Pedro. <laughs> no, I mean the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. Oh, the goalkeepers. Yeah, I'll start Ter Stegen. Definitely. Yeah, like I said, Ter Stegen is gonna be him. And you, Barca Knight? Definitely Ter Stegen. Ter Stegen. Yeah, I can only agree because I have. I have watched Ter Stegen play, and I said this probably on fifty podcasts, and I've been on three. Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always say that I have seen him play and stuff, but yeah, for real, we, we got a German goalkeeper who was like the Messi of Gladbach. He was like the best player and he was the one making them a top team. So we got a really good goalkeeper that should start, I think, yeah. next game. After Bravo, I've started now three games in a row. Yeah. And yeah. as you guys said, it's the easiest Champions League game. It's up well at home. You can't get. It's almost hard to get an easier game. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would also start with Tashing. And uh, let's ask you like this: uh, Would you start Bartra next game? I would. You would. I would definitely. The other two. Yeah. You need. Yeah, you I need. Would. He needs experience. Um, in the last Copa del Rey final, the only reason Bale scored that goal was because he didn't have experience. That wasn't because. Archer wasn't fast enough. It's because he didn't have the experience to just take him out. And if he played more games, he would have made the right decision and taken him out, like Mascherano would have done. And, you know, some people criticize him for it, but I think if he had played more games, he would have been ready, and he would have took him out. And, uh, yeah, and this is not a better, you know, there's no better game to test him than against Apoel. So, yeah, he has to start. <laughs> yeah, I hope, too, that he starts. Because uh, I was talking to an admin earlier, I think yesterday something he we were talking about this Bartra situation. The problem is he's starting now at Spain. His first game was about a week ago, two weeks ago. About a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the problem is, uh, I don't think he will play very much in the national team if he doesn't play at Barca. So, exactly. yeah. so yeah, they should start because he's a good player. There's nothing wrong with him. People yeah. see the Bayern München game two years old, I think. Yeah, for two years ago. So I don't, I don't think they should get stuck on those things, the Bayern München game and the, the Real game. No. I, sh I think he should get a real chance 
just to prove himself. And a game like Apple is like the perfect chance. It's the Champions yeah. League and you will have many people watching. So yeah, that's his chance to prove himself. And I think Lucha should start with him because he's giving Munir all the stress. Yeah, I think you remember when Barcelona was playing against Real Madrid. I don't even think that he played badly. I don't think. I think he scored in the game actually. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he, he, he scored. Played really well. He did really well the game besides that, and that's just one decision he had to make, and he didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, he's playing against. If he plays against these small La Liga teams, like you know, he would he would know what to do. That's the thing. He just doesn't know what to do at this point. He's just still in. Experienced and he's about 23 now, so he needs that experience and he needs to get more games. And there's no better time, better team than Apple L to get get that experience, you know. Um, talking about the Apple game, <laughs> how you think it will go? Well, I always try to keep my predictions in moderation and not to make too big predictions, but I think we'll win like 15-0. <laughs> Agreed. I think uh, I think Messi will break Raul's record. Yeah. That game. Yeah, definitely. This game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, what is Messi on right now? How many goals? I think it's 60, um, 68 or 69. And Raul, 71 or 71. 71, yeah. 71. Yeah, he will break it that game. <laughs> sure. Him and Neymar. Neymar will also break break roads. <laughs> but yeah, you you think uh, you all think that we will win, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> We're no, talking actually, about the. Huh, yeah. See. No, I'm just kidding. I was just. <laughs> if Tata was in charge, maybe not. Oh wow, that's Tata is a legend. Respect. He, he would play song as false nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> it would work. <laughs> of course, it's Lord Song. But, the, but talking about the Champions League, we have Ajax and we have PSG. Mm. What do you think about this group? Is it a good group for Barca? Do you think it could be easier or do you think it could be harder for Barca? It's a perfect group. That's um, all I have to I, say. <laughs> I have no. I think it's uh, we have to win it. I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, any um, doubt of that. We have to win this group. It's, it's, a, it's a very winnable group, but um, I don't think it's perfect because I, I'm sick of watching us play the same teams. You know, I want to. I want like Liverpool and Roma and these teams that actually, you know, Dortmund. You know, these very good teams, but you know, we I just haven't seen Barcelona play them, and I just would like to see that. So. I'm sick of playing the same teams, but other than that, this group is very winnable, and I'm, I'm satisfied with it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this whole Suarez situa- situation? Do you think that we will look back at the season as like before Suarez and after Suarez because he will have such a huge impact? Um, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think he will have a very big impact, but I think the way we're playing right now, it doesn't. He's just going to come and add to the team. I think it was in um, the 0809 season when Iniesta was injured for a while. And um, we were already playing so well, and he came in and he just slotted right in and just made us even better. I mean, we're still going to be still a very good team, and with him we're just going to be better. And I think I don't think it'll be that big of a change that, you know, it'll be a before and after Suarez type season. It'll be just a very good season all, all around. I like what you think. No, no, I think well. he'll score a hat-trick in every single game. 
Yeah, well, I think uh, it always takes time for players to adapt and to become familiar with uh, not only the players that they have to play with, but the philosophy. Uh, but luckily, Suarez is, uh, I, I believe, talented enough to pick it up really quickly. So I'm uh, excited to see him play. Yeah, actually, people might hate me for this because I'm, I'm always too optimistic. But I think when he will come on against Real Madrid, he will score. He will win the, this game for us. <laughs> and I think like games last season will be, I think Granada lost 0-1, I think, against them. I think those kind of games won't happen with Suarez, Neymar and Messi playing. Like we won't lose against Granada with zero goals scored. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think, um, yeah, I think... Suarez, uh, yeah, I, I also think it's just destined for him to score that game against uh, Real Madrid. Whether he's going to win it or what, I don't know, but I think he has to be, he's going to score in that match. I don't I don't have any doubts in my head that he will, he just, he has to. It's, it's, it's like the perfect scenario, he has just moved to his dream club for the biggest amount ever played by, ever paid by that club, and he just kind of gets, gets to make his debut against Real Madrid, and he's kind of the pinnacle of football world. Yeah, yeah those who bought him last year and this year, and RS having him on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think he will he'll be subbed in like maybe 90 minutes, and then he'll just score a bicycle kick goal, and everybody will just be ecstatic. Yeah, yeah, I hope so, because, you know, the thing is with Suarez... If you watch his highlights, he's an awesome player. And it's just, it's not like highlights that you can... I mean, you can do highlights on Cuenca and make him look like Messi. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> these Suarez highlights, they are real. He is that good. He can do like... He can shoot from <laughs> everywhere and he's scoring. He's that kind of player. And I think, for me personally, I think it will be like an era before and after with Suarez coming on this season. Because... Uh, the last game against Bilbao, we need Neymar to come on. I think if uh, Suarez had played from the beginning, we wouldn't have like 0-0 until Neymar came on. Yeah. So I think he will have that big of an impact because he's like a scoring machine. Messi is a scoring machine and Neymar after this World Cup, I think he will have his best season ever. And we have the best player ever in our team, Rakitic, because I love him. <laughs> so I think I think we will score like over 100 goals in La Liga this season and I, I think I can't believe that we signed Rakitic for 18 million it's like that um, bargain of the season it's the most underrated transfer I think ever you know, yeah. people try to criticize us for selling Cesc and you know I know he's a great player and I know that we could have gotten more for him in Real Madrid or so, a team like that would have gotten more for him but Rakitic is so perfect for this team, and he's fit in like a glove. You know, he's just one of I've never seen a player adapt that quickly to Barcelona. You know, that's it's crazy. And he, took, and he took Xavi's role, which is like the most difficult part of the whole kind of <laughs> the system. engine, the engine of the yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. I saw someone on Twitter saying he's like the opposite of Busquets. He's being everywhere, and I think that's true. You always see Rakitic everywhere. Yeah, I I don't blame I don't say Busquets is bad. Busquets is probably one of the best players in our team, but uh, he does things that people don't see if you if they don't look after it. 
if you don't yeah. searching for Busquets, you won't see the things he does. Because I was there in Barcelona when they played Milan, and they won four to nothing. I was at that game, and the thing is, you see Busquets being like he's seeing the passes four or three passes before they make the Milan, before they made their passes. It was like standing and waiting for them to like pass the player, and he was already there. Yeah, like blocking that pass. He's that kind of player, and if you don't look after that, you won't see it because you won't understand that he he saw this pass three passes ago. Yeah, yeah, he's that kind of player. And Rakitic Racket. is the opposite. You see him everywhere, yeah. but yeah. they both do their jobs, and they are supposed to do that. And yeah, I think Rakitic. I talked about him in this Swedish podcast that we had. I couldn't stop talking about him. So that's my feelings about Rakitic. Yeah, and I, I remember that ever since the Pep, Pep Guardiola era, we've yeah. been we've been like asking the question that who can replace Xavi, and it's impossible to replace him. That he's irreplaceable, and then we just kind of we bought Rakitic for 18 million. That's that. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, we still need a backup, but yeah, we're good for now. Yeah, for now I think it's he's an awesome player. He can do like these passes from, yeah, from everywhere, and they will go to the player he wants to. Yeah. So I think yeah, he can also shoot. That's an awesome thing to have in, on this middle fielder. I'm so, yeah, sad very about uh, Fabregas though. Even though Rakitic is great and perfect, and you all are like in love with him, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm really sad about Fabregas, and I wish that things could have worked out with him in Barcelona. But he he is a talented player, but unfortunately he's not for Barcelona, and uh, it's a hard thing to swallow. When uh, <laughs> yeah, if I ask you this, uh, if we had top, uh, not top, if you had Lucho last season, and we had Fabregas. Would we sell him this summer? No, I don't think so. I think he would have made it work somehow or another. I mean, I think Fabregas could have a place in the team, but we didn't give him the right, you know, situation. False nine. Like, you're playing him in false nine. That right there. I mean, Mourinho knows how to use him, and he's used him perfectly. And um, he needs space, and he, you know, he doesn't get that much, you know, in La Liga and. Also, also, the trainings were very, very bad under Tata Martino, so I guess... Barbecuing, <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> Barbecue every now and then. Is but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's... he's per- He was yeah, perfect I mean, uh, for Barcelona, if you think about it's it. It's such a nice story, yeah. It's a nice yeah. story, but it's sad how it, um, yeah. how it ended. But we have Rakitic and we move on, so... Yeah, and we have Alilovic. <laughs> yeah, oof, our future Alilovic. So uh, I'm in love with him too. I think I'm in love with half this team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other half, I have a crush on them. That's good. <laughs> no, but uh, think about the future now. Adama, Alilovic, <laughs> Munir, <Please>. Dongo. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> Dongo. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. And then we have, I mean. Do we count Montoya as a young player and Bartra? No. Yes. Neymar? Neymar. Yes. Well, yeah. Ter Stegen, he's at the same age as Neymar, so yeah, he's also yeah. a young player. Yeah, I mean, this team in like five years, they will be awesome too. I have nothing to worry about. Maybe the defense. We'll win everything. 
like six titles, like Real Madrid this season. We our B team is amazing, and we will be set for a while. But um. Yeah, we also have this South Korean kid. I don't remember his name. He's also so like, Wally. Yeah, he's been like Messi number two. He's also awesome. He's like yeah, there's, 16. There, there's many great players coming from that generation as well. We have Ayub Abu, the Casablanca kid, coming up, and then we have Sung Wally, and we have just so many great players in the juvenile teams and or the juvenile teams and varsity also, but especially the juvenile teams. Uh, I was forgetting about Denis Suarez too, and Delefeu, and then yeah. Rafinha. Those three. <laughs> yeah, we have oh, like yeah, awesome players. What do you think about uh, Denis Suarez? Have you seen much of him? Yes, he's yeah. he's a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. <laughs> he's just kind of he's amazing with the ball. So you think oh. he will fit at Barca? Absolutely. I think he will play the Iniesta role. Oh. Mm-hmm. At some point, when Iniesta, you know, kind of does the shabby kind of <laughs> shabby thing, dis- like yeah. chilling, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Iniesta shabbies. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, uh, I want you to predict this next game against Apuel. And uh, wait, the Liga game this weekend. Who is it against? Um. Levante away. I'm a, pla- I'm a plastic fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Levante. Guys, away. guys, uh, well, let's hear your thoughts about Apuel and Levante away. Let's start with um, the Barca stuff, guys. Let's start with the female one. Okay. So, do we do the predictions together, okay. or does uh, yeah, just just say uh, together. Okay. So the league game will obviously be a hard one, I think, but I think we can uh, pull it off and maybe bring home a three um, nil, maybe. Maybe 3-0. that's yeah. Maybe that's too ambitious. I'm not sure. And Abuel, I think we will win fifteen nil. <laughs> I think 15-1, like Mascherano scoring an old goal just to be kind. Okay. Like, hey, guys, well. <laughs> one goal. Yeah, I think Apoel will, will beat him comfortably 7-8-0. Seven, seven, oh. <laughs> and Levante, go with 4-0. I think, I think we'll go 4-0. I mean, last season it was 7-0, but at the Camp Nou against Levante. Yeah, this is a way match. And so. they had Taylor less. Navas. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, your thoughts, Barca Knight, A.K. Krisovski. Yeah, um, uh, Levante. I think I think it will be a difficult game actually because they have they can bar- park the bus as every smaller league team and. But we have and, Messi. Uh, well, true, but uh, <laughs> but and then there's this the club who must not be named who bought Taylor Navas for some reason, <laughs> and now I think it will be easier to score against them because. He's, he was just such an amazing goalkeeper, and now he's gone. So, and he's now rotting on the bench of some unnamed team. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it will be difficult, but I think we'll win like two zero or something. And against Apuel, fifteen nil. Oh, you're still with your fifteen. Yeah. Okay, let's let me be like realistic. <laughs> uh, at the weekend, the league game, we will win. 2-0, 2-0. Yeah, 
Bravo will have like his fourth game without conceding a goal. And we'll be like, yeah, he's the best goalkeeper ever. And uh, <laughs> against Apuel, uh, 5-0. Messi scoring a hat-trick, Neymar one goal, and Munir one goal. And you heard it here first. Oh, that's oh. confident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like got this right once. <laughs> this was the first Liga game. I was like, yeah, Messi scoring twice. Munir scoring once, and you know, Rakitic will be good, Mateo will be good, Bravo will be good. <laughs> yeah. Barca will be all right. Yeah, that turned out to be correct. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, I think this was our first podcast. Might not have been perfect, but you know, it's our first, and we, only, we will only get better with time. So, yeah, I will thank you very much, and I think I didn't say my name. I'm Chris from FC Barcelona, Sweden. And today with me was Krisovski, a.k.a. Barca Knight. Respect. Yeah. And we had two guys from the Barca Stuff parody account on Twitter. Yeah, the we funniest. The funniest guys. The funniest guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had them with us, one from Sweden and one from USA. We the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thank you very much for listening, and I hope you tune in next week. You will turn in next week. Uh, <laughs> that won't be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>